0: to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because we are talking all about assumptions. In particular, if the assumptions that we're making are actually serving us, Because we know as humans, we are these meaning creating machines, as in all events that happen all around us. I believe they're neutral and we get to create the meanings. Our interactions are neutral and we get to decide what those interactions actually mean to us. We get to control that aspect. Which is actually really cool because everybody makes different meanings out of different situations and our interpretation and our perception of people that we're interacting with is drastically changed. And so is our experience of being a human based off of the assumptions that we're making. So today I really want to dive into a couple of examples of assumptions that we might be making and, you know, just really touching base with ourselves to make sure that what we're assuming about other people is actually helpful for us and the type of life that we want to live and how we want to feel as we go through our day-to-day life. So this is going to be super juicy. I'm excited to dive in. But first, I wanted to make sure that you are in the loop, that if you yourself have a podcast idea on your heart, I've got your back, girl. We have a course called She Goes Podcasting. It's our introduction course where we take only 20 women a month through this course and we take you from idea or honestly even like gut feeling of like, I want to start a podcast, but I don't really know how to actually launching that podcast in four weeks. And the reason the course is so intimate is because we release the content each week and in between each week's content, we do a live group Zoom call. So it's myself, my fiance, Sina, you, and 19 other women that are also going through all the fields that come up as you're launching a podcast, right? Like you're navigating, putting yourself out there. You're figuring out like, what am I going to talk about? And you're learning how to create content. We're talking about niche and format of your podcast. And of course, the technical side of things, equipment and editing and how to cultivate community around your podcast and, you know, craft solo content versus interview content. We teach you everything that you need to know in a really simple way that feels really supportive because you've got this built-in hype squad and then I'm there to support you by answering questions in real time as you're going through the course because you're in a small Facebook group as you go through it. So like I said, it's you and the 19 other women, myself and my fiance, Sina, taking you through this course. And then after you actually launch your podcast, we move you into our She Goes Podcasting graduate group where you get plugged into this whole ecosystem of all of the other women that have gone through our podcast course. You just get that extra hype and support and we see people cross promote each other and make friends and interview each other and all of that jazz. So if you've got a podcast idea on your heart. And you are maybe telling yourself like, I'll start next month, I'll start next month. And you keep next monthing for forever and you need a little fire under your booty. Or maybe you are starting to Google how to start a podcast and you're getting yourself really overwhelmed and really anxious. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be fun. So if you're interested in jumping into our next round of our podcast course, I want you to text me to 512-548-2728. Just text me podcast course or you can you know give me a little bit more insight into like what your idea is so i can answer any questions and see if this would be a good fit for you again that number is 512 548 2728 if you're already on my text list and you get my fun pump up text um then that's the number that you're going to be texting okay any other questions of course you can always slide into my DMs on Instagram but i just wanted to make sure that you're kept in the loop that this is an opportunity that's a really supportive fun way to launch your podcast too now that being said we got to dig into the juicy juice about assumptions. So I want to give you a couple of different examples and scenarios. One is going to be around this concept of what we assume about someone that we're having an interaction with, like maybe that's in a professional setting. The other idea is what we assume about someone's perception of us when we actually haven't even talked to them. And the final aspect that I want to talk about in regard to assumptions is this concept of like how we assume someone should be supporting us and what we've determined about their support or lack of support. So we're going to dive into all three of those aspects. Number one, what we assume about someone that we're having an interaction with. And for example, we're going to talk about someone who is maybe not very efficient at their job. Maybe it is a customer service rep, or it's a waiter or a waitress, or it's someone in HR that you're interacting with, or it's a coworker, maybe a bank teller. When someone is inefficient, or maybe they're just kind of slow at their job, that's something that we can't control. And I think it's really important that we check in on the assumptions that we're making about these people and start to choose something that's actually going to make the experience better because we can't control the experience anyways. We can't control how they show up and perform at their job. So I feel like we've always got two choices in the situations where someone's really inefficient at their job. Number one is we realize we can't control it. So why don't we just assume that they're doing the best that they can with the experience that they have and the tools that they have in their toolbox and their perception of the world and how they show up to their job and the importance that they have of it. And instead of looking for the reasons why it's annoying that they're going really slow, why don't we just look for the reasons why it's helpful that they're going slow or how it could serve us that they're going slow, okay? Because we can't control it anyway. The other option is is an option that sometimes I pick, and I don't think this is the best option, like just to be honest, is getting really irritated, right? Because we can't control it. We cannot perform that person's job for them. So- We, you know, when we make the assumption about them, like just sucking at their job or like, we're just saying like, oh, like, why are they even in this career path? We start looking for all of the reasons that them being inefficient or them being slow at their job is impacting us in a negative way. We just start to spiral, right? So I, for one, try as much as I possibly can. I'm still a human, so I'm not perfect at this, but I like to pick the one that feels better. So I want to assume that people are doing the best that they can. And I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Let me actually give you like some context to this. So last night, my fiance, Cena and I went to a bank and we had to actually sit down with a bank teller. And the woman who was helping us, um, she was helping us close out some accounts that we needed to close out. So it was kind of a complicated transaction because of Cena's dad just passing. And she was very slow at this. She had to you know, look up a ton of stuff. Like she, she didn't know the answers to a lot of our questions. She had to call managers to ask for help. Like it took a really long time. And of course, it would have been more enjoyable if we just popped in there and she happened to be an expert at this weird situation and the transaction went really quick and she was super efficient. Of course, it would have been more enjoyable, but we still had the choice of the assumption that we could make in that point. We decided to assume that she's doing the best that she possibly can and that maybe she's just new to this bank or she's literally never done this transaction before. And maybe we could assume that she's actually kind of embarrassed and she's maybe even frustrated with herself because she is going pretty slow and it's it's frustrating and it's hard when you're doing something that maybe you've never done before. And we're assuming that she literally doesn't know how to do these transactions. So she's probably sweaty in weird places because she knows how long it's taking. And you just think about how like uncomfortable it is if you're in that situation where you're doing something for maybe the first time or that you just don't have a lot of practice in and someone's sitting there at a table with you and they're staring at you and they want answers. Like it's so overwhelming. So why would we assume the worst and add to her already stressful situation? It wasn't gonna make her go any faster. I couldn't jump behind the computer and start like typing things in. I would have had no idea how to do it, right? So instead of assuming that she was incapable or that she wasn't qualified to do her job, assuming that she was new and simply just had never done this interaction before was so much more fulfilling because the process wasn't so just annoying because we chose to have a better experience because she was receptive to us. We're like, oh, it's okay. Like, I know sometimes when you've never done something before, it's like, it can be frustrating. And we got to like have this, you know, like banter with her about it. And it just made the overall experience so much better. Of course, because we're humans, we're not always going to have this opportunity where, you know, we can really critically think and slow down and give people the benefit of the doubt, but we can try. We can just assume that people are doing the best that they can and it's just going to make us feel better in the end, right? Now, example number two, it's interesting what we assume about somebody else's perception of us when we actually haven't even communicated with them sometimes, right? And we create this huge story out of like a very small interaction. For example, you see another woman. From across the restaurant or bar, and she's looking at you. Like, you can tell that she's like looking up and down at you. Are you assuming that she's judging you in a negative way or that she's scrutinizing your body? Or are you assuming that she likes your outfit? Like, she's looking you up and down because she's like, Where did she get those jean shorts? How is that tank top so cute on her? I wonder where she got that necklace. Should I go up to her and ask her? Would that be weird? Which one are you assuming? because I know which one's going to feel better. Right? So often the things that we're assuming other people are thinking about us is is projecting our own insecurities. Right? And for example, when someone questions you, like you're having an interaction with someone and they ask for further clarification, right? Are you assuming that they're asking follow-up questions because they think that you're incapable, right? Or they think that you're not intelligent or are you assuming that they're asking further clarification and asking more questions like following up because they don't understand? Because if they don't understand and you just get to give some more answers to help support them and help them get a better understanding of what's going on, you feel like you're helping people versus feeling defensive because you've assumed that they think that you're inte- You're not intelligent. It's so interesting how much more control we have, Right. Or when someone has like a blank face toward you, do you assume that they don't like you and that they're mean? Or do you assume that maybe they just don't non-verbally control their face very well? Like some people call this like RBF, like resting bitch face. Which one are you assuming? Because think about how differently you feel and how you judge someone based off of what you made the choice to assume about them with often them not even saying anything to you. Isn't that so interesting? Like a funny example that just popped into my head. My first job out of college, I worked in engineering recruiting, meaning I like hired software engineers at major Fortune 500 companies. So like I would, you know, like screen their resumes, do these like pre-screens with them, and then we'd present them to the candidates that would hire them. And like any new job, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. (laughs) So I was naturally, you know, paired with someone who was more experienced. I was paired with a mentor who freaking crushed it at this job. She was one of like the most senior recruiters there. She was so successful at her job. Her name was Megan. And shout out to Megan if she happens to be listening to this podcast or anyone that I used to work with at that job. You know who who Megan is because she's epic. Anyway, I sat like four desks away from her. They called it in recruiting. They called it the pit. And I feel like that's not a recruiting term. That's just like a lot of people call the formation of the desks where all of the desks were in the middle of the room with these little dividers rather than having your own individual offices so everybody could hear everyone. Um, And I remember, I I actually don't know why I didn't have a desk right by her, but that's beside the point point was i would you know lean across my desk and like stand up and i would you know scream across the whole pit and i would ask her questions i'd have to kind of like project my voice to yell at her and she would look at me and she would kind of squint like scrunch her face when i would ask those questions and i used to make that mean something that it didn't even mean because i was assuming incorrectly like I legit as a 21 year old back then, 10 years ago, I'm this new grad who's like trying to make my way in my first job. I was like, oh my gosh, she hates me. Like she must hate me because of how she's scrunching her face when I ask her a question. And then because I was really insecure, I then made that mean that if she hates me and she's good at her job, I must not be good at this at all. And she must not like me. And that turned into this whole spiral in my head, which wasn't even true. It was based off of my assumption. But in reality, when I actually sat next to her at her desk and I realized it probably wasn't that effective to yell across all of these other desks in the middle of this pit, I realized that she just needed new glasses. She actually really liked me. We ended up becoming friends and I actually crushed it at that job. And I ended up leaving later because it wasn't aligned for the career path that I wanted. But the point is my assumption changed my entire perception, but if I wouldn't have taken the time to like question if that assumption was actually working for me, I would have just assumed that she didn't like me. And who knows what would have happened from that, right? One more example. In case you're like, In case those first two didn't hit home with me. I, I hope they did. Like As usual, I love to hear what you think of today's podcast episode. So tag me on Instagram, slide into my DMs, whatever. Last one that I want to talk about, our assumption of support and what that actually looks like. Because here's the thing we often assume that people don't support us. Like think about how often we say like, he doesn't support me or she doesn't support me. When in reality, it's like, have we actually taken ownership and have we told her or him what support actually looks like? Are they even aware of what we're doing or why we're doing the thing that we want support in and like why it actually matters to us? Cause this comes up a lot in like health goals or for those of you that are in the entrepreneurial space, or maybe you're just making a decision that's different than your peer group and you're, you're assuming that people aren't supporting you or you're assuming that they're never going to support you. And we get so caught up in their presumed lack of support, but we forget that they might just not know how to support us and, and they might not know. Because we legit didn't tell them what support actually looks like or that we actually want it or how to actually project that support, right? Like even the people that know us best are not mind readers, right? Like we don't want the expectation on us to be mind readers to other people. So we can't assume that they're going to be mind readers to us. So we've got to be really careful that we aren't assuming that because someone doesn't show support the way we want them to, or the way that maybe we would choose to show support to someone else, that that doesn't mean that they don't support us. We've got to question if that assumption that we're making is actually serving us. And instead, ask better questions, right? Understand that we're all unique humans. Questions like, how would you want to be treated in that situation? What type of assumptions would you want to have made about you if this was the circumstance? Like you were the one that was sweaty, awkward as a bank teller in the new job. You were the one that was looking at someone else in a bar, judging their outfit, right? Not judging them. You were the one that was like scrunching up your face when someone was asking you a question. What type of assumptions would you want to have made about you? And can you be what you want to see? I think so. Why don't we just assume the best in people? Assume that they're doing the best that they possibly can with the tools that they have in their toolbox. You might be wrong. They might not be new at that job. They might just not be very efficient. They might just not care about their jobs. They're not learning the skills that they need to keep moving forward and keep getting better. You might be wrong that they don't have the best of intentions, but at least you're going to feel good. At least you're going to be the type of human who goes through life assuming that people are trying because you're teaching people how to treat you by how you also treat them too. So what type of person do you want to be, girl? Because at the end of the day, I know who you are and that I don't have to know you in person to know that you care about growing and taking radical responsibility for how you're showing up in the world. So let's make some assumptions that serve us, that are conducive to growth in the type of world that we want to see